Hello and welcome everyone to episode 37 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. And today we have another random thought. These are a series of videos I make on YouTube and then I clip out the audio and turn them into podcast episodes. Today's random thought is on how to improve the discoverability on YouTube. I ran into this idea when I watched a video from a channel called Pirate Software that had a very motivational message about making games. Basically, he was saying that anyone can make games. But one tidbit that he revealed was when you release a game on Steam, you can boost the discoverability of your game, I think, about five times. And each time you use it, you get 500,000 impressions on your game. And I was thinking, why not do the same thing for YouTube? But obviously with more limitations because it would mess up how the algorithm works. Before I begin, I would like to thank everyone for dropping by and listening. I really do appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can always shoot me an email at duckyobrienshow at gmail.com. Anyways, why don't we get into it? Okay, I just wanted to make this quick video because I heard something that made me think about how to redo discoverability on YouTube. So my friend linked me a channel called Pirate Software, and this guy was going over how to be a game dev. And just to make games, like his whole message was anyone can do it, you don't have to be good at anything, you don't have to have skills, you can just make games. It's really wholesome if you want to take a watch. Uh, I'll link the video in the description in the comments, but he mentioned something that I didn't know. So apparently, Steam gives every game, I think, four discoverability boosts. So how it works is you have four times that you can have, I think, half a million impressions on your game. So I'm not sure how that works exactly. I, I, I think it's impressions. So basically when you use it, half a million people will see your game somewhere on the Steam store. So I'm assuming the general strategy most people use is to use those discoverability boosts when a sale is happening or you put your game on sale. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the best practices are. But I was thinking about this and I was like, why don't we do this for YouTube? Like, one of the hardest things in YouTube is discoverability. I, in my opinion, I still think YouTube is the easiest platform to get discovered on. If you, I wouldn't say make good content, but like if you make content that can gain traction and then really focus on the meta layer of content where you can increase your search results on the platform, then you can do pretty well. So that said, though, there's a lot of channels and there's a lot of difficulty on like how to get your content discovered, right? So here's my idea. I was thinking that every year, every channel can get like, I don't know, four discoverability boosts. And this is just my thinking. I don't know if this is practical. I don't know if it's going to work. But, you know, I'm just brainstorming because I think this will be beneficial to content creators as well as YouTube in the long run. So going back to what I was saying, I think if every channel is given four boosts, it doesn't have to be four, but like a small number where when you use it, the number of impressions or even views on any video that you select will increase by, I don't know, let's say half a million. I think that, you know, 500,000 views, half a million views is a little too high compared to what even big YouTubers get. So it's probably going to be a smaller number, like 100,000. But hear me out. I think that if it was made this way, that it would have a decent chance of working. So when you use the discoverability boost and you select a video and you're like, I want this video to get 100,000 impressions or even views, uh, one thing that could happen is those views don't get counted 
on your channel. So this is essentially like advertising your content to people on YouTube. And because YouTube is pushing it, it won't count. So any ad revenue you have using that boost won't count. Uh, it won't count in the algorithm. So if people abuse that, then, you know, they can, every channel will get a lot of views, right? So it wouldn't work really. And, and it wouldn't get counted on the overall video count, uh, the view count on the video. So it's kind of a way to get more people to realize that you exist on YouTube. I, I think this would be great because I think this will help YouTube in the long run in that there's, they seem to be struggling with getting enough revenue. If y'all don't know, they have an ongoing war against Firefox and ad blockers. And I'm just like, look, man, I mean, it's your platform. You can do whatever you want. In my opinion, I, I didn't really think about this. It, it seemed like a scummy action that they were causing browsers with ad blockers to lower the site slower. But uh, there was a point brought up by Lewis Rossman where I, I use Firefox and I use an ad blocker. I use uBlock Origin. And honestly, I am not a legitimate consumer of, of YouTube. You know, their service is YouTube. You know, I'm not logging in to watch the videos. I'm not viewing the ads. Uh, essentially, it's like I pirated a video game and the video game doesn't work well for me because they have some anti-piracy measures. And I'm complaining about it and saying that they should fix it. Um, <laughs> I'm not a legitimate consumer. I'm not supporting them in the development of their product in any way. So I was like, oh yeah, you know what? As much as I'd hate to admit it, uh, I think he's right. Now I, now I think it's a crappy business practice to make your product worse for people who don't want to agree with what you're doing, you know, but at the end of the day, we, we can use a different product, right? And that's the problem. The different products kind of suck. So YouTube is the best and Anyways, that, that's a whole another rabbit hole I can go down, but going back, I think it'll help YouTube because if there are more content creators being discovered and they're growing, then that means YouTube is going to make more money in the long run because more people are watching the videos, there's going to be more ad, ad revenue made, and they don't have to fake ad impressions. Now, that's another thing. So YouTube has been faking ad impressions and ad views by putting them on other sites and just essentially like view botting their own ads and they're lying to large corporations. So I think maybe they pulled out uh, and that's why they're scrambling to kind of disable ad blockers to get more ad views. YouTube, the answer is in front of you. If you look at channels from even four years ago, they're, they're getting like 14 million views, whatever. The view count is huge. And now people are struggling to break 2 million. That's what I noticed. Uh, if you're breaking 2 million, your channel is really big. But even really big channels at the top 1% seem to be struggling to make uh, 2 million views per video. And it's kind of weird because I, I saw channels that had like, you know, 14 million views on a video six years ago. And now they're struggling to break 200,000 per video. It could be the audience left, but I, I don't think it's that drastic of a change. I think the more plausible explanation is that YouTube is choking views to channels in the hopes that the content creator will pay for ads to increase exposure again. I think that's a really dumb move. And there's enough enough evidence out there to form a weak correlation. You know, there's, there's nothing to prove it 100%, of course. But anyways, going back to it, I was like, and this discoverability boost idea might actually work and help the platform make more money. Uh, because what happens is, again, it won't impact the algorithm. It won't 
impact the, the person's earnings. It's just free visibility, and if people like the content, then they'll stick around. And, and then you're, you have a few chances every year to use that boost on a video. Now, if you make crappy content, or if your content isn't what people want to watch, then obviously they're not going to stick around and nothing happens, right? But if they do stick around, then you have grown your audience and again, you'll make more money and YouTube will make more money. So I, I think that's kind of a strategy that I thought of for problem with discoverability because if you make content, the number one problem is like, how do I get my content discovered? It's not about the quality of your content. I'm using that in air quotes because you can make trash and, and do well. But it's like, how do I get my content seen? So a lot of people use social media. They think of like clever ways to think outside the box to get their content seen. And yeah, I think this would be great. It's a built-in tool. I think it will also eliminate botting. This is unfortunate, but one thing I learned, I was talking to a PR person and a lot of people will view bot their content. Um, the numbers are just fake. It's vastly inflated for any, any platform. So. I think if you just if you just give people a way to kind of expand their views, you know, a little bit, I think it'll also encourage them to work harder. Now, there's a lot of issues that can come with this, obviously, but I think, you know, people smarter than me that will figure it out. But yeah, it was just an idea. I thought I'd put it out there. All right, it's gonna be it. I'll catch you guys next time. Okay, that has been episode 37 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. I think I'm going to slow down these random thoughts and games coverage videos. I'm traveling abroad and I am going to spend about a month just working on one content piece. I don't know what that is. I have a lot of ideas. I'm thinking of pivoting my content towards handhelds. I am super interested in the gaming handhelds. You got like the Ambernix, the Miu Mini Plus, the Odin. There's Ion Neo. There's so many companies, and I'm super interested in these handhelds. I think, in my opinion, the handheld computing market, as well as the mini PC market, is going to grow exponentially. There's just a lot of room for growth here, and the only problem is most of these handhelds, other than the Steam Deck and the ROG Ally and the Lenovo Legion Go, are mostly made by Chinese companies, and the build quality is not really there yet. So it'll be great if someone stepped in and made these handhelds that are more reliable in build quality, as well as making them more modular so people can mod them easily. I think the success of the Raspberry Pi kind of shows there's a market for smaller and cheaper computers. I got my eye on the Ambernic RG35XX Plus, as well as the Miu Mini Plus. There's supposed to be a Miu Mini Flip coming out, which looks pretty dope from the schematics I saw. So those are the vertical handhelds, and there's a lot of high-quality horizontal handhelds out there that I am super interested in as well. Another direction I can take is pivoting my content towards higher produced video essays or reviews. I don't know. I'm going to take some time and, and do that. So my podcast feed might get a little bit more random like it was before. There's sometimes where I don't release an episode for a month. Sometimes there will be some random episode. It might not even be related to games, but we'll see. Anyways, that's going to be it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting. I'll always be creating one way or another. And as always, hope you guys are staying safe and seeing out there. And I'll catch you guys next time.